Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Jim Searcy. He's the Executive Director of the Economic Development Association of Alabama. Jim, welcome to the show. It is great to be here. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with Alabama and the EDAA, what, what is it? Uh, EDA, the Economic Development Association of Alabama, commonly referred to as EDAA, is a basically a trade association. We uh, we represent the economic development professionals in Alabama, uh, both the practitioners, uh, but also those who have a vested interest in economic development success in the state, engineering firms, accounting firms, law firms, uh, th- those type business development folks for construction companies. We've got about uh, 500 members and, uh, you know, just ballpark about 60% of practitioners, the other 40% would be what I would call associate, associate. And what our mission is basically is to promote the economic development environment in the state uh, and to enhance the professional development, the level of professionalism among our members. And uh, as well as we have a robust legislative advocacy effort uh, to make sure that Alabama's economic development environment and our business climate uh, remains positive, allows us to, to continue to, to recruit uh, foreign investment as well as growth at that investment. Sorry. That's what I was going to ask. What, you know, how's the percentages? How does it differ? What percentage of your work is advocacy versus what percentage is um, professional development? It, it, it depends. I'd say probably, you know, it depends on the year, it depends on the issue that's before uh, the legislature. We're right uh, in the middle of literally in the middle of our legislative session in Alabama. And so we've got, uh, uh, you know, our effort is that it's probably as high as it will be the rest of the year. Uh, as far as professional development, we have two major conferences every year. We have a winter conference that usually takes place on uh, the end of January, 1st of February. And that's alternated uh, between Montgomery and uh, Birmingham. And then we have our summer conference, which is, uh, we usually like to have that in South Alabama along the coast. Uh, and that takes place end of July. And uh, those are our two big conferences. We use those in the programming to, to address some of the larger issues in, in economic development workforce. Uh, you know, gosh, you know, we just kept, just completed one in January. And uh, it was really focused on supply chain and on some of the logistic challenges and what the, what the future lights come, what the future is like, or what we anticipate it to be, uh, as we exit the pandemic and, uh, you know, where, and where Alabama stands, uh, how we've weathered that storm. Uh, that was our winter conference. Our summer conference will be, uh, in uh, the end of July, that point clear Alabama down, uh, along Mobile Bay and, uh, that's going to focus a lot on workforce, uh, continued supply chain, 
logistics. And, and what we're seeing is the future as far as technology and how that's going to impact our, our folks trying to trying to recruit in a, in a post-pandemic uh, arena. Can you give our listeners a little preview or uh, a brief synopsis of what that future looks like for Alabama? You know, we've been very, very successful. Obviously, the automotive industry, which I'm old enough and was in head economic development when Mercedes first announced uh, back in the back in the '90s, and it seems as though that has been. Uh, it, it seems like yesterday to me, but it's really you know we've had an automotive presence and an automotive uh, you know, the 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 investment that's come along from Mercedes to. Honda to Hyundai to Mazda Toyota, the Toyota engine plant, uh, the automotive industry has kind of it kind of transformed Alabama's economy. If you uh, if you look at uh, it, it, it historically, if you look at it when Mercedes made that investment, it basically validated Alabama as a location for for manufacturing, particularly advanced manufacturing, and not just for automotive, but by Mercedes' decision. It kind of validated out, out from manufacturing. And uh, so we were able to, and that's grown exponentially. Uh, you know, we now have, uh, you know, four uh, original equipment OEM operations in the state. And uh, the network of suppliers employ well over 60, 75,000. And so that was transformational. What we think is going to, the future holds is going to be in technology. And entrepreneurship, that's one of the things that Alabama's making some real strides in as far as creating uh, an innovation corporation to, to foster that. Uh, we do an awful lot at EDAA uh, through webinars and through now that now that things are getting back at least to a somewhat of a normal situation, uh, more in-person uh, opportunities to get together and meet, do, do, do small sessions like that. Um, I think what you're going to see in Alabama is uh, continued to focus on logistics. You know, we're centrally located in the southeast, where the actual, the, almost the geographic center of the southeast. And so uh, we've made tremendous investments in the forward mobile and the state docks uh, to allow us some, uh, a real advantage. We go out with these logistics companies uh, or uh, logistics and people that are looking for distribution. Sure. You have an interesting perspective because now you're sort of an organizational leader slash lobbyist, I'd imagine. But you were an economic developer. Like you said, you were in economic development when Mercedes came to the state. What's your background and how did you end up here uh, running the organization? Sure. Well, I mean, it's, as most economic developers, uh, sometimes it's a rather circuitous route. Um, when I first graduated from college, I went to work for a uh, for a private insurance company, we did uh, leasing and, uh, and, and mortgage banking. So I was involved with that for seven years. And this is all pre-internet. This is when uh, my, my undergraduate degree is in public administration. And so there weren't, you know, I, I looked at, uh, that was the early 80s when I, when I graduated. And so there were a few jobs I was interested in, but at that time, in order to get into state government, you basically filled out a postcard and listed the position you were interested in and you mailed it in. And then if they, when they opened up or a position became available, they'd contact you by mail 
And, uh, and so I've been working, I hadn't forgotten that I'd even put a, an application in or, or asked to be put on the register for a project manager with it. What was that time down about my developments? And, uh, so I get this random, you know, letter from the state saying, we're opening the register. If you'd like to apply you know, complete this application and send it in. You know, it's not like anybody, like just human nature. You know, I had a job, things were, things were going well. And so, but I filled it out and I thought, well, you know, we'll just see what happens. Right. Mailed it in and, uh, you know, got in an interview and the, uh, interview went well. Uh, I had no idea what economic development was and what I was actually <laughs> applying, but apparently I was able to mask that enough to, uh, to, to get on it, to, to get hired on with the Alabama development office and, uh, realized that, you know, I was a, I was a state project manager, traveled all over the state, got to meet with, um, just great people and, and, and pursue that. And I was still, uh, after a few years, I went to Birmingham and I worked for a group called the Metropolitan Development Board, uh, that we did regional economic development because that's one thing I realized at the state level, uh, it's, you can only do so much at the state level. You really, I think where the rubber meets the road is just the local level. And, uh, so I was there for several years and obviously Birmingham's the largest MSA in the state. And after a few years, I had an opportunity to run my own, own organization down in Southwest Alabama in the rural part of the state. And I've always been passionate about rural economic development. And this was a great opportunity. And, uh, I went down there, stayed there about three years. And, uh, and then there was, a a retirement at, at uh, at EVAA. I was asked if I'd be interested in it. And at the time I said, well, you know, I, let, let me think about it. And, uh. And then just decided, well, that's, that'll be fun and, uh, did it. And it's turned out to be, I've been here almost 10 years and have really enjoyed it. Um, but I, there's not, there are some days when I really miss the project management aspect of it, sure. the, uh, being able to engage in that before that you feel like you're really making a difference. So. Yeah. I, it's gotta be completely different. You know, what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, today versus when you were a project manager, what's a, what, do, you know, what's a day, what's a typical day look like for you now? Well, and, and, and that's one good thing, I guess, association management or economic development, association management, it, it's much like economic development. Uh, you really never know what the day's going to bring. Uh, you know, there's an awful lot of planning. There's an awful lot of engagement with our membership to make sure that their needs are being met. They have interests, if they have concerns, um, uh, you know, we want to make sure those are addressed and, and it's, I think it's uh, sometimes easy to become complacent. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of success over the last decade. Uh, and that's for a number of reasons that I think, you know, leadership and, uh, and, and consistency within that leadership, but ultimately it's, we, Alabama is different in that we don't see a lot of we don't, we don't see a lot of changeover in our membership. I mean, we have people who will stay in communities for, for decades, which is, which is great because you get that continuity, but it's also important that we make sure that we keep our membership abreast of anything that's new that's coming now. And, uh, I'll admit that, uh, I am not the most technologically savvy individual. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm impressed with your microphone and your, uh, your earbuds. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty good. I'm just glad I, 
no one was more surprised than both my speaker and my camera work when we started this than I was. Uh, right. Uh-huh. You, you never know. Um, so but right now we just concluded our winter conference and we always issue a survey to kind of try to address what the, what their concerns are, especially so for the summer conference and some of our, uh, intermediate mm-hmm. webinars and lunch and learns in the interim. And, uh, so we're starting to identify those programs to start to put together content for our summer conference, which, you know, seems like, I sure it is the end of February, that's not until July. But anybody that's any of your listeners know that, uh, you know, that, that, that's not that long a period of time. You guys no, it's not. No. That. And obviously with the legislature in session, we'll be very, very attentive to what, uh, what's going on there in terms of our incentives, in terms of the overall business climate in, in the state and, uh, making sure our, our, uh, our members are informed. That's really where our strength is in terms of our advocacy and our legislative efforts is that, uh, our members, uh, just by the nature of what they do have excellent relationships with their elected officials, starting at city council and mayor county commission, but also their state representatives, and state senators. So we just want to make sure that we, our tagline is EDA is the voice of economic development Alabama, and we want to make sure that's the case. So if there is a concern, we want to make sure we communicate that to our legislators, uh, so we can work together collaboratively to make sure that you know, our incentives are, our incentives are effective and they're both cost effective, but also impactful in terms of our efforts. So in a sense, lobbying and, and legislative affairs kind of flows from the economic developers back to you and then from you back to the economic developers because right, of their existing right. relationships with the representatives. Yeah, right. Okay. And, I mean, we're, and, and, and we are certainly fortunate in Alabama to have a very pro-business legislature and, yes. uh, and, and very supportive of economic development. Uh, I think uh, without saying, if you look at some of the larger investments, the automotive industry, but Airbus down in, in Mobile, uh, Boeing and, uh, ULA up in North Alabama, gosh, uh, Mazda Toyota, that really happened, uh, because of the partnership and because of the support of, uh, local officials from city council to mayors, but having a state, uh, a state legislative body that recognizes the value of economic development and what that can mean to the state. And, it, and especially uh, when you look at Alabama being rural, um, they, they also understand that the supplier networks for all of those industries reach into some of our more rural areas. And that's, that is kind of the, the philosophy that, that I have, that I think is shared at the, uh, Greg Canfield with the, uh, Alabama Department of Commerce, which is the, mm-hmm. the new, well, it's not a new entity, Alabama Development Office became the Alabama, um, Department of Commerce, but the rising tide raises all ships because we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity in Alabama to, to stay in Alabama and find a, a good job. So we're focused, you know, we're focused on that. Speaking of jobs and changing uh, direction a little bit, what's the job situation like in Alabama for economic developers? Because I know that one of the big things that uh, state organizations do is promote the local jobs, promote the economic sure. development jobs across the state. So what post the great resignation and, and all of that, that's impacting industries all over, what's the economic development job situation look like in Alabama? Well, it, you know, 
economic belt, we're not unique. Uh, we are in the, uh, we're, we're going through that, I guess that bubble, if you will, we've got a number of people that have been doing economic development for a long time that are approaching, you know, retirement age or, you know, one deciding to, to, to leave the industry at the, at the end of their career. So we've seen a good bit of, uh, we've seen a good bit of opportunities in, in, uh, in positions that have become open. Some of them more popular than others. Uh, I think when you start looking at, uh, opportunities to, to move within the state, that's one of the things we focused on is trying to keep a pipeline full. Uh, we run an in, uh, EDA as an internship program where we expose, you know, we five interns a summer and kind of give them a, uh, an immersive, I guess the best way would be an immersive experience in economic development. And because, and the, with the hopes that they'll decide to stay in Alabama and gain their experience here and then seek out opportunities throughout Alabama, kind of fill that pipeline, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've seen a good bit of uh, folks uh, or, you know, positions filled from folks outside the state, which I think is also healthy. I think it gives us a different perspective. Uh, you know, we've got some of our larger uh, MSAs that have had a change in leadership and they were not from, you know, not from Alabama. And uh, I think it's been pretty refreshing to have that, but I, I'd say over the next five years, you're going to see a lot of opportunities uh, to engage in each other in Alabama. And it's, it is a great place to work. Uh, because you're, I like, you know, the, the best way to characterize everybody is pulling in the same direction of the whack. Uh, not to say that we don't have, you know, we don't have spirited debates. We don't have uh, different, you know, sometimes folks have a little bit different philosophy, but at the end of the day, we recognize the importance of recognize that the economic developer is going to play the most pivotal role in moving the state forward. They're the, I always laugh. I always tell them that you, you're going to be the, you're not going to be the person on the, on the stage. You're not going to be the person behind the podium. You're going to be the person at the, at the back of the tent, uh, who's just really glad you got all the chairs set up and all the, all the gold shovels are lined up out for the groundbreak, but you'll, you know what you did and the people that are important in your communities know what you did. They, they know what your contribution so true. Absolutely. That is the case. Uh, you know, I think some of us get into this industry thinking that we're going to be the ones on the podium. We're going to be the ones with the, the gold shovel and the, the fancy hard hat, but no, that's never the case. We're always the worried about, the, yeah. Uh, the, the, the best, or I guess the, the best advice I ever got was from a guy who, gosh, was an Eden belt for 40 years. And he said, if you, if you want a position that puts you in the spotlight, that, that makes you front and center. You don't need to go to an economic development. That's you, right. You need to be able to take, and, and I've done this. You know, when you, most people, when they ride uh, down the highway and they see a company or they see a, an office building or commercial development, and they just see a bunch of cars out in the parking lot. And they're, I mean, they're delighted. You know, they're glad that it's there. They, they know it has to be without impact. But if you're an economic developer and you drive past that building, you see those cars. You don't just see cars, you see families and lives that have been changed because of that opportunity. And then I think that's, that's the cool. I mean, I, when we talk to our young folks that were recruiting as interns, I tell them, I said, man, it's, it's a cool thing to do because, uh, 
there you have you, can, you have the potential to have such an impact on your community and your state, and that's that's what you need about economic development. That is absolutely the case. You can you get the rewards uh, later and and again and again as you drive past because you see this development that you help put together in some way. And you know that people have good jobs and homes and uh, lives because of it, even if nobody else knows. But yeah. that, that's right. You've got to be able to, you got to be self-aware enough to realize you play a role in that. Uh, and also, I think, too, because I, I do think one of the things that I've seen just over my career, both sneaking out over and in the association, is you've got to have that kind of personality that, Hey, you got to have a certain amount of ego. You got to have a personality to go out and be bold enough to, to sell your community. At the same time, you have got to be willing to recognize your, your need to collaborate. You, you know, you're not, you can't know everything. Uh, the, the really good economic developers, they, they may not know is, you know, they, they know what they know, but they also know who, who does know what they need to know. Right. Uh, they're not going to sit there and try to fake their way through being an engineer or an expert on, uh, you know, the, the sewer system, but they know the right people to get at the table. And that's 90% to me of, of effective economic development is putting your team together and making sure it's, it's the right team. That's exactly the case. So speaking of that, um, who in your mind are the standout economic developers in Alabama? Maybe the young, not those who are maybe retiring in the next five years, but who's up and coming? Sure, sure. I, you know, I mean, I, gosh, the, the, the problem you face when you start naming folks is that there's, you know, people you're not going to name. Uh, but I, I will, I will say, this. uh, we have a, a very robust, uh, young, uh, young professional, uh, group within EDAA that are made up as you, as you, well, it's been funny, uh, as it started out, I think it's 35 and under, as some of those young professionals aged over 35, all of a sudden it became the young professional was 40 and under. So, uh, I think at some point, you know, I'll be a young professional. If we right. Of course. Right. We'll just eventually catch up with that. Uh, but you know, at the state level, we've got some really, really good, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll mention former interns. And that's one of the things that's real positive about our internship program is that it does lead to jobs. Uh, Ben Perez. Uh, who's with the Alabama Department of Commerce is a former, uh, former, former EDAA intern, uh, Thomas Tyson, who was with Department of Commerce is now with, uh, one of our utilities, Power South. He was, a, he was an intern. Uh, we've got a gentleman named Alex Patrick, who's with the Birmingham Business Alliance, a former intern. And so that's where that program is working. Uh, and they, they are, I think making significant contributions. Uh, we've got some of our best developers that are in the rural parts of the state. And that is the, uh, having done economic development at the state level, having done it at the, in a large MSA, done it at the rural area. There is a, there, there are a lot of challenges in a rural economic, in a rural setting that, uh, economic developers have to deal with on a daily basis. We've got, uh, we just put a, a, a new uh, board member on, uh, a, uh, Nathan Lee, young man who's, uh, who's up in Northwest Alabama doing a really good job 
in uh, places. It's not near as, you know, you don't have the kind of density and you don't have as many opportunities. Now, I will say this. Uh, what I've seen as far as beach out developers in those rural areas, they, uh, they don't get as many opportunities. So they do an outstanding job when they do get that opportunity. Sure. Mm-hmm. When, when, you know, when I was in Birmingham and that was really right after Mercedes made their announcement, you know, economic development is never easy, but it was, you know, I mean, you, you were going to have a certain level of activity. So if you didn't, you know, if one didn't locate, you knew next week. It was going to be another one to come in behind. Right. And, uh, but if you're in, you know, Atmore, Alabama, and you, you get your, you get your shot, you're going to do everything you can to make sure you land it because it may be six months. It may be, you know, 18 months before you get another opportunity. Sure. And I'd imagine that's the case everywhere. And I think that's probably why we're seeing this, uh, move post COVID, uh, companies locating in rural locations because they know sure. that they can, they get all the resources that are available there. Everybody jumps through all the hoops. Well, and, and that's really where I think, uh, and if I guess there's always some pause to be taken away from it, but you know, we had always thought that remote work, that, that, that was going to be kind of the, that was something that every, a lot of people were going to be able to and nobody was really willing to make that grand leap, that experiment. It's like, let's see if it works. You know, man, are we going to sacrifice on, you know, productivity or what, what's going to happen there? And so all of a sudden, the, you know, it wasn't an experiment. It was the necessity. You had to do it. And I think that's changed probably as much as anything. Um, the way we approach economic development, you don't necessarily have to be in Birmingham or in Huntsville, you know, you, can be in, you know, you can be in Randolph County, or you can be in, you know, Butler, Alabama and conduct, you know, certain, certain types of business and manufacturing. I think too, uh, one of the, you know, we're seeing a lot of those opportunities move out, maybe not into really most rural parts of the state, but certainly suburban and, uh, exurban areas are, are, are really benefiting from that. So, because right now, and I'm sure, you know, every Everyone experiences the same thing. It's all, everybody's chasing workers. Everybody's trying to find workers. And it has become all the more challenging. And I've never seen it like this in, uh, in the time I've been doing it as far as just trying to find workers and not for just, you know, not what we're taking a long range approach to it. We've really made it an effort to align our workforce development efforts with our K through 12. Uh, apprentice program, apprentice programs, apprenticeship programs, uh, dual enrollment, that type of thing. And, uh, and finally, after, you know, for, well, I think for years, we've really tried to listen to our manufacturers and our industrial sectors and what they need in employment, what they, the kind of training and the kind of person they, they want to go out and hire. And I think we're finally aligning that and, uh, making sure that the skills that we provide to our students are marketable once they get out of, once they matriculate to through high school. And then, uh, and then also a huge investment in our community college system, because while not everybody needs to get a four-year degree, I think everybody realized there's going to have to be additional education and training post high school 
mm-hmm. regardless in order to find a, you know, in order to get a cable or Well, Jim, this has been absolutely fascinating. You've been an excellent guest. I've learned more than I knew possible to to learn about the your association. What if you know folks want to reach out to you? They want to find out more about the organization. Uh, what's the website and how do they reach you? It's uh your know, your best bet. It's it's really really simple. It's www.edaa.org. Click on that and it'll tell you all about EDA. It'll give you an opportunity to join. EDAA, but uh, there's an awful lot of stuff on the front end of the, uh, of, of the webpage that I think people will find interesting. Excellent, Jim. It's been great talking to you today. Thank you so well, much. Man, thank you. I, I enjoy the opportunity. I hope, uh, hope everything goes well. Look forward to hearing it. Thank you. You bet. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.